0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. We are recording on Labor Day. I hope everybody had a great Labor Day as you listen to this on your Tuesday morning. Adam Azer with Heath Cummings and Dave Richard on Fantasy Football Today. What's going on to all of our YouTube audience out there? We've got stashes for you. You know, not any, like Heath's got one. Uh, Dave's got the goatee, but what do you have there, Heath? I have nothing. I just shaved. You just shaved. I just shaved. do not look like a man that just shaved, but okay. He's Uh, got
2: the Homer Simpson perpetual five (laughs) o'clock shadow,
0: which you have too, Adam,
2: like unless you literally just shave. Uh, Yeah, that's probably
0: true. But anyway, stashes, like basically every rookie. Wolf boy. Trey Lance, Justin Fields, you know they're going to headline our list of stashes. Um, And be sure to hit that subscribe button on YouTube. And here we go. We do have some news and notes before we get to the stashes. And we have fill in the blank today as well. Uh, Just uh, some quick notes. Miami left tackle Austin Jackson's on the reserve COVID list. We'll see if he can make it back in time to face the Patriots this weekend. Uh, But more relevant news, fantasy Saquon Barkley close to being fully cleared against uh, the Broncos. That's according to Ian Rappaport. And Evan Ingram, though, he is unlikely for week one. So quick read on that Giants-Broncos game. And does does you know if you're in tight end hell and you punted? Do you look at Kyle Rudolph? Do you look at Sterling Shepard? If you need someone in a in a PPR league, what does the Ingr- the likely Ingram absence mean, uh, Heath?
3: Yeah, I I didn't have as big of share projected for Ingram in the first place because of the addition of Kenny Galladay and the addition of Kyle Rudolph. But I do think it probably helps Sterling Shepard as much as anyone. We, we still haven't seen Kenny Galladay. Um, at full speed yet, and he's going to have a very difficult matchup on the outside. Uh, Shepard is probably the guy I would expect to get some benefit, but it's hard to like too many in- of Giants at all. It's just as bad as they've looked in the preseason. As good as that Broncos defense could be, and they have one of the lowest implied point totals for Week One. Fittingly, they should.
0: Okay, boy, you really felt like I feel like you you enjoyed saying all of that. So glad we're off to a good start here. Let's talk about our favorite stashes. Other than Fields and Lance, Dave, who should fantasy managers be putting on their bench and not being too quick to drop? So remember, if it's rookies, they get off to slow starts sometimes. Don't drop Justin Jefferson for Peyton Barber. Dave, who should we be stashing right now?
2: I like the stashes for Tom Selleck and Raleigh Fingers.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: Okay. Uh, How about about one that's off the beaten path? The Cleveland Browns DST. Hmm. Can't use them in week one against Kansas City unless you have a death wish. They play Houston in week two. Chicago in Week 3, Vikings in Week 4. It's a defense that we've talked a lot about this offseason is improving. They should be better. They added Jadavion Clowney as as like a second or third pass rusher on that D-line. And they really bulked up the secondary. I really like the moves that they made there. This is a defense that's going to be useful. And if you want to pick them up Saturday night before Week 1, I bet they're going to be on the waiver wire in a lot of leagues.
0: Yeah, you know, Heath, you should be happy to know that I am rostering two DSTs in one league because I, I knew draft. it. I, I, drafted I just love it. I knew like it. We,
3: we made it all the way through the offseason. We get to week one Monday. Adam asked Dave for his
2: <laughs> favorite stash,
3: and it's a defense. It's, it's, it should defense.
2: be. They're going to be really good. And they We've are. talked about all the other guys to stash, though. Uh,
3: my so, favorite stash is Michael Thomas. Right. But you can't find him on the waiver wire now. We've drafted well, already. There's, no, there's. I've got. I've got th- that sound you just heard with another draft of
0: mine just starting. I have
3: five drafts left. Oh, that's there's what that lots was. Lots and lots of drafts.
0: Yeah, there are a lot of drafts left. But um, okay, Michael Thomas. You know, uh, I referenced this draft, but my brother was doing a Yahoo draft, and Michael Thomas was very low in the rankings. I actually don't know where he is in the yeah. rankings on CBS, but you can get him potentially a lot later. Uh, we got him very late in that Yahoo draft. So, and uh, I'm not sure if they have IR spots in the league, but still stash him he'll be out at least six weeks and we haven't figured out if that's going to be six games have we figured that it, out Dave
2: it, it appears to be six weeks and not six games
0: okay and that's important for them because they have mm. a buy in week six
2: uh, like that's that's a significant difference
3: assuming he's ready as soon as possible because of that buy
0: okay so Michael Thomas is someone to stash and who any any others go ahead guys just just rock and roll here
3: I I think, um, like, at running back, the one that I would say maybe stands out is Michael Carter. Because I don't, like, my my original week one rankings for Michael Carter are, are like, awful. Don't consider starting him. I'm not sure that he's even going to be someone you'd want to flex in a deep league. But at some point, you would think he would at least earn 50% of the touches there. I'm not sure that he gets 30% of the touches in week
0: one. Right. So from a right. So from a stash standpoint, this, these could be guys that are universally drafted. I Michael Thomas is ninety three percent rostered. Michael, so are you? Well, what, are you wanting no, waiver wire guys? Uh, you know, either one. Uh, you know, like it could be IR yeah. guys like what we talked about yesterday. Um, I'd like to
2: just give guys that weren't drafted. I'll I'll go anything. the approach of you've already drafted. Here are some people on the waiver wire that you might want to stash. So I don't I don't mind what Heath's doing at all. And yes, there are definitely people that are still drafting, but. I'm looking I'm, – I'm turning over rocks here trying to find somebody. But, you want, but
0: another I, angle, I, Dave, though, is also guys that we think are going to get off to slow starts like Michael Carter that you know, don't be – that you should be drafting them or rostering them knowing, hey, this might just be a stash, not someone I can use immediately. But
2: Sure. Yeah, go ahead. Sure. Wayne
0: Gallman. Falcons
2: have a terrible schedule to begin the year. Mike Davis is their guy. He's 28 years old. He's never had a role like this before. He might be okay to start the season. i like the matchup against Philadelphia for him. But if he breaks down, Gallman appears to be the next guy up. As Even though he recently just signed with Atlanta, the Falcons have one of the worst projected strength of schedules for early in the year. And then it lightens up considerably. So if if you drafted somebody late and you go, why did I draft this guy? Why did I take two kickers for crying out loud? You can cut the second kicker and you can put Gallman on your bench just to see what happens. It's literally just a, a wait and see type thing with Gallman. That's the first running back that stands out to me. Uh, Jamar Johnson with the Lions could potentially be another one because we just don't know how healthy DeAndre Swift Jefferson, is going to be, right? Jamar Jefferson. Jefferson. What did I say? Jamar Johnson. Jamar Jefferson. My bad. That's another one that you could look at who's definitely going to be on the waiver wire in 100 leagues. And um, I, I don't I don't think I'm ready to say J.J. Taylor yet in New England. I'd put Gallman ahead of those two guys I just named. Maybe in a deeper league, you can look at J.J. Taylor.
3: Uh, Ramondre Stevenson is rostered in less than 60% of leagues. So mm, I, I he is that. someone that uh, is av- available. T.Y. Hilton is around 49% roster rate. So Rashad Bateman's even lower than that couple of guys that are not going to play week one. But if you happen to like and this is probably a situation where maybe you had to draft a kicker, but you could drop a kicker to pick them up, put them on IR and then pick up another kicker.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at the, the wide receiver roster percentage list and there's a ton of upside players who are available in about half our leagues or more. Oh,
3: Terrence Marshall and Rondale Moore are both under fifty percent.
0: Absolutely under forty percent. Wow. Russell Gage is forty-three percent. You know, I was thinking everybody's very excited about Kyle Pitts. Maybe it's Russell Gage who who Mm -hmm. steps up.
2: Maybe. And it's that it's the Falcons. I just talked about it with Wayne Gallman. Tough schedule early on, and then it lightens up right after Week Four. That would help Russell Gage too.
0: Yeah, uh, Henry Ruggs fifty-four percent rostered. Oh, Ruggs is a good one. What about Brian Edwards? Yeah. Oh, he's same team. He's 15% rostered.
2: I know. He's super
0: deep. Yeah.
2: And there's a lot of receive.
0: Gabriel Davis is interesting at 25%. So I guess...
2: A little Jordan Humphrey?
0: I guess what you could say is just... If, if a real you, person? If you have a, <laughs> if you have a uh, IR spot, you can move someone there. Plenty of wide receivers that you could pick up. Uh, I, I would not mind... Well, who are some tight ends that you guys think maybe could be... Uh, have a, Maybe have a big week one and... But I don't know if you have a if you have just an empty roster roster spot to play with tight ends to put on your bench.
2: Blake, Jar- what about? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Heath. I said Blake Jarwin. Jarwin's not bad.
0: Twenty percent rostered. Tyler Conklin.
2: Yeah. Since I don't believe that Chris Herndon is going to learn the Minnesota offense and get in rhythm with Kirk Cousins in the span of two weeks. Two weeks. Uh, Conklin. Plays with some pretty serious energy when he's out there. I'm not going to say that he's explosive, but runs a lot of short routes. Defenses don't really cover him because he's not exactly fast, but he can pick up some catches. And we know he's going to see a lot more playing time. And the schedule isn't bad to begin the year for Minnesota.
0: I don't know how the schedule is going to translate one year to next in terms of covering tight ends, but I, I like Dawson Knox as a deep sleeper. But he starts with Pittsburgh, Miami, and Washington. And they were third, second, and ninth defending mm-hmm. tight ends it's last tough. year so i think i'd have to not not recommend him. oh hold on we got a better one than that dan arnold no <laughs> way i'm so tired of it like just because his name sounds like sam darnold what do we think they're gonna have four How did good you know pass that was catch- my
2: analysis
0: just because they're gonna have four good pass catchers on that team well five with mccaffrey then then we should be stashing sam darnold
2: if we're if we're looking for touchdown or bust tight ends, he qualifies for at least week one. If and we schedule yeah, isn't true. so bad for the Panthers in general in
3: mm-hmm. the early going, if we want to use last year's defense versus tight end, then um, Austin Hooper, and he's been good before in his life.
0: But you, actually, I forgot about just how horrible the Jets were against tight ends last year, because um, that was when when Waller had like two hundred something yards against them. Did they give up the most points to tight ends last year? They yeah. were up there. Let's see. I'm going to so say they did. Let's see if I'm right. Go ahead, Internet. Do your work. Okay, I'm sorry. I've been a little scatterbrained here. Anyone else? Anyone else? I think we, co- I what, mean, we covered all are, the covered Are we still here.
2: talking about tight ends with no, no, no. favorable schedules?
0: Uh, no, we're talking about stashes.
2: Well, isn't that
0: yes? Yeah, sure. The qualification sure. for yes, stashing? Yes. <laughs> then yes, whatever you want.
2: What's Zach Ertz's roster percentage? Uh because I got a feeling if he's staying in Philadelphia, they're gonna use
0: him. 66.
2: Okay, so that's too high. Wow, he's at sixty six and all those other guys are lower.
3: Dave, you at, gotta remember receiver. you get to round twelve in a lot of drafts, and oh, I've heard of that name.
2: Yeah gets drafted really high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a problem. Okay. James O'Shaughnessy.
3: Um, I think have we, uh, we, 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 we hit yeah, yeah. the end
2: of Sure. We're Have we hit the end? we hit the bottom of the pool?
0: All right. Those are some players <laughs> to stash. Obviously, uh, be patient with with your rookies. And um, boy, the Bears have a really interesting schedule. If you're if you're stashing Justin Fields, because it's ho- it's. Brutal in week one at the Rams. Then it's Cincinnati, but you know Dalton. They, they might want to get Dalton that game. Then at Cleveland could be really tough. Then Detroit at Las Vegas. You know. Then it looks pretty good starting in week four. Detroit at Las Vegas. Green Bay might have a solid defense. Tampa Bay is obviously going to be solid. Right? Like it looks like it's good. And then it's Tampa Bay, San Francisco, Pittsburgh, and a bye, and then Baltimore. So I, I don't know.
3: And I'm just going to offer my annual um, schedule disclaimer. Because we'll, and we'll talk about it more when we talk about weekly rankings later. Um, I really personally feel like there's probably going to be three to five defenses in either direction that matter in terms of projecting for fantasy purposes. The difference between the number 10 defense against the run and the number 20 defense in the run is not something that's going to factor into my projections at all. And so there are a couple of defenses. You said Tampa Bay, I agree. The Rams... agree like those those two are going to matter but at this stage like some of the other ones we may not know yet or some of the other ones who we think are going to be really good may not be very good
0: well all right then that gets us into our next topic here which is uh which is players who could get off to great or bad starts based on their schedule and I guess maybe we won't spend too much time on this but I did want to talk specifically about um about Atlanta and just get back into that with Mike Davis. But uh, before I do that, there are a couple things I want to promote. Uh, YouTube, we've got YouTube streams throughout the year. We have three of them per week. So these are Q&As three times per week on YouTube. And they're not just Q&As. I mean, they're they're themed. Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. Every time is Eastern. Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, waiver wire. And any of your questions, and we'll tell you who to add and who to drop and whatnot. Thursday afternoon, 2 p.m., it's going to be a starter sit. And then Sunday morning, 11.30 a.m. until kickoff. And those are also obviously start-sit questions. So again, Monday night, 8 p.m., Tuesday at 2 p.m., Sunday, 11.30 until 1 p.m., all times Eastern. We'll see you at youtube.com slash Today for live streams to answer all of your questions. Uh yeah, so Atlanta. I don't know why you like the matchup against Philadelphia, Dave. They they typically have a very good run defense. They still have Fletcher Cox and you know Devin uh, Derek Barnett and Brandon. They still have a, a good front four, uh, and they're usually very solid against the run. It's it's Philadelphia at Tampa Bay. Incredible run defense at the Giants. They will probably be a little bit weaker against the run this year, but but above average. And then Washington in Week Four. That really sucks for Mike Davis. And- I was
2: really focused just on Week One and the fact that. It should be one of the higher scoring games of the week. I know it's not projected to be by the odds makers. It's over under 48 last I looked, but it's still going to be a game where there should be plenty of points scored.
3: Yeah, and well, it's it's a couple of things. Um, and 48's is still in, by far in the upper third of the league, I think, this week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's 48, and they're a, what a four or five point favorite too. There's not going to be too many weeks, I, I don't think, where the Falcons are more than a field goal favorite in a high scoring game and that's a good setup for a running back.
0: Interesting. That that is a good setup, but it's it's also but it's four straight potentially tough run defenses here. I I don't think
3: like Does that I, not matter I, the, to you? Definitely the Tampa Bay matters to me. Yeah. Yes. I don't the Eagles defense I am not projecting like it's not even the same I, coaching staff.
2: Right. I the think they've got a chance line. to be good. I think that defense does have a chance to be good. I don't know if it's going to be so good that we're going to bench
0: No, but their run defense. Guys I'm again. specifically talking about their run defense. I'm not saying to bench Mike Davis, but their no, secondary, the, the Eagles don't usually invest much in, much in their secondary. They did with Darius Slay. He had an okay year last year. Um, but their front four is almost always really good. I mean, Fletcher Cox is one of the best in the business. He makes a huge difference. So they have, I'm pretty sure year after year, they got a pretty good run defense they did last year. So it's Philadelphia, it's Tampa Bay, it's the Giants and Washington. Then you get the Jets, but then you get a bye. So I don't know, that just on paper doesn't look very good for Mike Davis. No, we
2: we were talking about Wayne Gallman as a stash. I mentioned that the schedule was hard to begin the year. And I don't mind Davis's matchup this week. I don't know how I'll feel about it when they're playing against those tougher defenses.
0: Going to see how we feel about Marquez Callaway because we've talked about this several times. But he has some pretty tough cornerbacks on his schedule. Green Bay, Carolina, New England, the Giants, Washington, and a bye. (laughs) It's not not the easiest go for a receiver if he gets treated like a number one. Uh, Baltimore could get off to a great start with Vegas, Kansas City, and Detroit. Carolina has three of their first four games. look at this Carolina schedule the Jets mm-hmm. the Saints, the Texans and the Cowboys man Dan Arnold
2: okay I was in there
0: that's why I mentioned him all right. I don't love Cincinnati start Minnesota, Chicago, Pittsburgh, but it's not horrible, but maybe you know everybody hates Joe Mixon if he gets off to a slow start and you still believe in him maybe maybe there's a buy low there. Here's one. If if Houston has a good week one uh, against Jacksonville, let's say Brandon Cooks has a good week one. He's pretty much the, the, re, the lone relevant one. At Cleveland, big-time upgraded secondary, as Dave mentioned. Mm-hmm. Carolina could be a sneaky good defense this year. At Buffalo, New England, at Indianapolis. That's their next five games. Cleveland, Carolina, Buffalo, New England, Indianapolis. So, I look at that! I don't know what do you think about that, Dave. If Brandon Cooks get off gets off to a good start, try I mean, then you've you got Arizona try. and then the Rams and the Dolphins and then a buy. It looks like pretty pretty tough sledding there.
2: I bet I bet fantasy managers won't be the only ones trying to sell high on Brandon Cooks and trade if he has a good <laughs> game in week one. I bet the Texans will be like, okay, I, round round four pick, come take him off our hands. Um, yeah, I would be. I would try and sell high on Brandon Cooks now if you possibly could, but definitely if there's. Um, a good game after week one. <laughs> How, I think, I think his saving grace is if they do trade him and he goes to a contender at some point this year, that, that would needs. absolutely catapult his fantasy value. How many of those defenses
3: that you said, like, would you consider to be top five defenses?
0: Um, I don't know, but I mean, they, I think they have number one corners, you know, Cleveland could lock him up. Buffalo. Think every team has a line of can. No, but they have some of the best number one corners, Cleveland, Buffalo, Buffalo New England. Buffalo does. For New sure. in-
2: well, Gilmore won't be back. Yeah, but then. Jackson
0: was a top he, 10 cornerback. He was good. Year,
3: I'm according to just like,
0: we're getting to the point to where it
3: seems like every team is either a good matchup or a bad matchup.
0: No, and I, most I think, of them don't matter. I, hey, that, that, that could be, but all right, fine. So let's talk about just generally speaking, who we think the best defenses mm. in football are. Yeah.
2: The Rams. Yes. Rams are going to be good. I, I don't know if the Bucks secondary itself is super talented, but the front seven for them is. And so that'll make things easier for the secondary there. Uh, I, I, I think Buffalo is going to be really good this year. I think their defense could be really, really I think, strong.
3: I would say Baltimore would be the next in my group of, I'm pretty sure there will be a top five defense, but maybe not.
2: Um There's questions about their pass rush. But if they can answer those questions... I mean, two of their first three games are against the Raiders and Lions, so they're going to look good against them, but they've got the Chiefs in between. If they can get to Mahomes a little bit, then yeah, I think they'll absolutely validate themselves. You haven't said the Washington yet. In the uh, Was- Washington is going to be one of be the best. Right? Yeah. I think Washington has a chance to be really, really good. I think Denver has a chance to be really, really good.
3: Yeah, Well, I'd play Washington and Denver would probably round out my top five.
0: Man, I love Cleveland. You know, I think that... They've got a shot. Their pass Absolutely. rush could be just insane. I think Minnesota's got a shot. I don't Patriots.
2: I don't know if Gilmore suits up for the Patriots again, but they're still going to use man-to-man quite a bit. And they've got their front seven rebuilt nicely. So they've got a shot. The Giants could be a thorn in the side.
0: Yeah, but now we're getting to the point where we're not talking about elite defenses here, as Heath was talking about. Sure.
2: So like, maybe this is a good time to talk about the teams that have been elite in the past and might not be this year. And one team that comes to my mind is the Steelers, as crazy as it sounds. Usually they have a great defense, but they, they had to make an emergency move to get Joe Shobert at linebacker. They don't have Dupree to help out TJ Watt. Watt's still going to be great on his own. They're going to count on Highsmith to come off the edge. Their secondary has a bunch of new pieces. I wonder if this is a defense that might get overrated a little bit, and we might learn pretty quickly this year that they're not going to be as good as they've been in the past.
0: Yeah, totally agree. And actually, if you remember last year, they were kind of shaky against wide receivers, and we kept saying, "Is Pittsburgh a tough matchup?" I'm not sure mm-hmm. anymore. Uh, all right, I think a lot of people still
2: see the 49ers and the Saints also as awesome defenses, and both of those teams have good front sevens. And I'm Lattimore didn't have a great year last year. We'll see how he does. I've got questions about the secondary in San Francisco. Well, the jury's still out on them.
0: All right. He thanks for crapping on the segment. I appreciate that, but no, no, I think it's legit.
2: It's legit. I get it.
3: Yeah, I mean, there are some matchups that definitely matter, for sure. Yeah, some.
0: Okay. Um, let me tell you all about Grammarly. Okay. So I've used Grammarly. It is a terrific, terrific service, and it's incredibly easy to use. Basically, you go to Grammarly.com, get yourself some Grammarly premium, and you can either upload a document or something in, into into Grammarly, or you can just type right in there, and you are going to get tips on how to make your writing better, how to make your writing more effective, how to really reach people who are reading whatever you are writing. So for me, I mentioned this last month, I think, uh, during the NFL draft, I wrote an article about Jets wide receivers because I get the best assignments. And uh, I put it into Grammarly and there were a few mistakes, you know, a few vocabulary suggestions, not mistakes necessarily, but just ways to make it better. You know, don't be hard on yourself. It's not like you suck at this, but you could be better. All right, so Grammarly gave me some vocabulary suggestions. One of the things that Grammarly does really well, is says, you don't need this sentence here. Just eliminate it. Make your writing more effective and more direct. So this is perfect for people who are at work, perfect for people who are in school, um, if you're writing a paper or something like that, if you've got a big presentation at work. Whatever it may be, if you need help with your writing, please check out Grammarly Premium. And I've got an offer code for you here, 20% off Grammarly Premium at Grammarly.com FFT. That is G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com FFT. Another good thing about it is whenever you write something, you guys are writing articles right now for week one, you got to proofread it, right? And of course, you're going to do that, but you'll save time if you proofread it with Grammarly. Grammarly will pick up on some things. You don't have to double and triple check, so that's going to save you some time. It's going to help you with clarity and vocabulary, as I mentioned. You want to set some goals. Grammarly is going to help you reach those goals. And another thing is, it's just so easy to use, right? Like I said, so it's seamless integration into Microsoft Office or your internet browser or your phone and more, and just a, a great way to cut down time, cut down excess words, get to the point, and write something awesome. So sign up now for Grammarly Premium at grammarly.com FFT. G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com FFT. That gets you 20% off. That's an awesome deal. Go to grammarly.com FFT. All right, guys, time for some fill-in-the-blank here. And let's check out what the people on Twitter have said. Still kind of compiling these. We have an early show today. <sighs> How are you guys? How are we doing? Feeling ready for week one? Fill-in-the-blank. I'm feeling blank
2: for week one. Fired up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am I am definitely intrigued. I think this is going to be... Um, Yeah, I think it's going to be a great season. Last year, it felt like the whole pandemic overshadowed. And will we get in the full season and all that? And now it feels like everybody's back into fantasy. It feels like 2019. Everybody's back into fantasy all over again.
3: Fill in the blank. Blank will lead the Cowboys in targets on Thursday night.
0: C.D. Lamb. I'm going to say whoever plays in the slot the most, which is something I'm going to be looking at very closely. Uh, blank
3: they, will lead around. the Tampa Bay
0: Buccaneers in targets on Thursday night.
2: Evans. Cameron Brait.
0: <laughs> <could> say Evans. <laughs> Who uh, The Buccaneers will win by blank points. Thirteen. Four. Okay. I'll, I'll say... I'll say eight. Somehow.
2: Going right with the... Right with the line. Is that what Seven it is? Seven and a half. Oh. Seven and a half.
0: All right. All right, here we go from the listeners. That FF dude. Blank is a player that will be an unexpected league winner. And he gives us a hint. He has a gif. Or a, I'm going to say gif. I'm not done with gif. He has a gif of Gus it's Edwards not celebrating. Nice. It's nice.
2: That's good peanut butter. Gus could be a league winner. You know how I feel about Elijah Moore. I don't know if Moore can be a league winner, but I think he'll be a good starter for your squad. A uh, league winner. <laughs> Jerry Judy. That's just Dave's answer to
0: everything. No, well, fine. I'll do that. My wife I'm, is like, what do you, do you want to play that, that game? DeAndre Swift. <laughs> there, <laughs> there you go. There we go. There was uh, some some Smith hate on the show yesterday, Heath. I'm sorry you weren't there to defend Some Swift team. hate? Yeah. It, was not... it was, went by really fast. <laughs> yeah, right. It was like we hated everybody, but very quickly. Uh, Blank From Kenneth Moon. Blank is the rookie you want to roster at the beginning of the season. But blank is the rookie that you will want to have on your roster at the end of the season. Oh, uh, that's a cool question. Oh, sorry. There's both rookie wide receivers. So blank is the rookie wide receiver you want at the beginning of the year, but blank is the rookie wide receiver wide receiver you'll want at the end of the year.
2: Um you, you will want Jamar Chase by the end of the year on your fantasy team. And at the beginning of the year, you'll want Jalen Waddle. and Elijah Moore.
3: Yeah, I was going to say Waddle and Moore. I think it'd be Chase all year for me, but Waddle and Moore.
0: Are you going to feel comfortable starting Waddle and Moore against the against the Patriots and Bills? I, I, is it Bills in week two? It's Yeah, at New England, then Buffalo, weeks one and two. But for Waddle, you mean? What did I say? Waddle and Moore. Yeah, I don't know what the hell I said. Are you going to feel comfortable starting Jalen Waddle against as the Patriots flex, and the Bills? As a flex, it's okay. Yeah, I like him as a number three wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I'm going to I got to check the stats from last year, but historically the bills very good at eliminating big plays. That's just what they do on defense. That's
2: their defense. Yeah. Yeah. They play a zone coverage that keeps everybody in front of them.
0: All right. Back to Phil. It's actually
2: good for short area receivers who are, you know, supposed to make plays after the catch. They'll get a lot of targets. They'll get a lot of catches. They probably won't break it for a touchdown, but they'll cobble together
0: points. All right, Greg Hall, Devontae Smith has the potential to be a top blank fantasy receiver.
2: 24.
0: Yeah,
3: maybe 20, but probably 24 is probably a better thing to say.
0: I wonder if he can get more than five touch, five or six touchdowns. It's kind of my hang-up with Devontae Smith. I'm wondering if he can get 120 targets. I wonder, he, I mean, he's probably going to catch 90% of his targets. So it won't be a huge deal, but sure. Uh, Charlie Stevens, Javante Williams will receive greater than 60% of the running back touches in week blank.
2: Um, Whichever one, Melvin Gordon gets hurt. (laughs) They start against the Giants and they've got Jacksonville and the Jets, then the Ravens and Steelers. I'm going to say week one, two, three, four, five week six against Las Vegas at home.
0: I'll go week seven completely off subject. Did you guys watch the Florida state Notre Dame game? It was awesome.
3: I mm-hmm. I was very happy to hear uh, Mackenzie Milton was able to make it back onto
2: mm-hmm. the field. That's, oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's yeah that was cool. Yeah.
0: yeah. Do you know the circumstances? I mean, I actually didn't see this particular play, but I heard the announcers talking about it. The starting quarterback, well, Mackenzie Milton Milton's supposed to be the starter, but he was ruled mm-hmm. out with an injury. Or he was a backup. And the starter, his helmet popped off. So he had to come out for a play. Milton came in, played great, never left. Brought them back from an eighteen point. Or brought them back from some deficit. I know they were down eighteen. I don't know when he came in. Uh, forced overtime. Great game. That when Dave was talking about how excited he was for football this year. That's oh, going to be great. I would last night or it was for last night for us. Sunday night was tremendous. That Florida State Notre Dame game. Uh, all right. Am I crazy to start blank over Dak in week one? This is from Andrew. Am I crazy to start blank over Dak in week one?
2: Hmm. It, what about Russell Wilson? That's in,
0: no, that's no. A it's it's, it's got to be a low end, or it's got to be a more low end guy, right? Hurts. Jalen Hurts.
2: I think they're close. I think Hurts and Prescott are close. But I'd I have Hurts over Dak in the first run. Yeah, I've got Dak two spots ahead of Hurts.
0: How about this? Am I crazy to start Ben Roethlisberger at Buffalo over Dak at Tampa Bay?
2: Yeah, I wouldn't
3: do that. Ben is going to be one of the guys who shows up when the rankings come out and everybody's like, whoa, Heath, why do you hate Ben Roethlisberger this week? Um, and the reason is because they have a shockingly low implied point total, like it, 21. They're in the same range as the Dolphins and Giants. Um, I may make some adjustments to that a little bit, but I may not either. I, especially if their game plan is going to be to try to run the ball more in the first half, and then when they're down two scores, start throwing. I don't know that I like that at all for Ben.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that, that it's Dak that we should be asking this question about. It might be Zeke. All right, let's do that. Let's do a quick round of am I crazy to start. No, save it for tomorrow. Just give me one name that you might consider starting over Zeke because we'll preview My, this game in depth tomorrow. Miles I'm just, Gaskin.
3: I'm not sitting Zeke.
0: Where do you have him ranked?
2: Six or something? Eight? Okay. Yeah, I got him behind that. Um, I have Gus Edwards ahead of Zeke, too. I have him seven. Okay. Gus or Zeke, Keith?
3: Zeke.
2: Okay.
0: Okay. Uh, let's see. More fill-in-the-blank. what I love fill-in-the-blank. Uh, from Jose. Blank will be the best running back for the Jets. Carter.
3: Uh, week one or all
0: season? Whatever you want, bud. Yeah, how about week one? Because all season, we're going to say Carter. Uh, week one, I'll say Tevin Coleman.
2: I kind of want to say Carter for week one, too.
0: Josh McMillan. Blank will be a low-end tight end that finishes top ten. Everett could
2: be that guy that squeezes in there. Uh, Anthony Furkser could. Yeah, The bar is low to be a top 10 tight end. If you're finishing eighth, ninth, or tenth, usually means you've got to have like 600 yards and six touchdowns. Blank could get sicky. Age.
0: qualify? Could uh, a- Austin Hooper. From Brad, blank will be a sell high at the halfway point of the season. Yeah, that's tough. Mm, That's yeah. Marquez Callaway,
3: for sure. That's a great one, Marquez Callaway.
0: Or, how about this, Michael Thomas? Right, you might have people so excited about him coming back, but but maybe if Marquez Callaway is actually really good, maybe you can sell him as a wide receiver one when Thomas is really a wide receiver two coming back. It's possible. It's
3: probably the right answer is probably Ronald Jones. Why? We know there's going to be a stretch where he has three straight games of like 80 yards and a touchdown, and Bruce Arians is going to call him the future Hall of Fame running back. And then the next week he's going to touch the ball three times.
0: That's probably the, the, that the that soon is going as soon as Ronald happen.
3: Jones gets the pod, po, positive momentum, then he's the sell high.
0: Oh, I just wish one of those guys were were taking a vacation on Thursday. We could start one against Dallas. You could start Rojo. Why would I? Why he's in the conversation. He's why in the not, not
2: PPR flex conversation.
0: Okay, but why not Fournette? What? What on earth? Because I make think you that Ronald Jones
2: confident? has the the lead on that. I why? think he'll get the first opportunity? We well, he's faster. He's more explosive than Fournette. Week
0: one of the preseason, Fournette started. The next week, Jones started. I don't know if it was week one and two or two and three, but mm-hmm. that like there's no there's no way to know. There's no way to know from play to play, series to series, what this man is Bruce Arians is going to do.
2: <laughs> it's going to be what Brady decides. Who is who? Who is more equipped to make plays running the ball? Make guys miss, speed away from defenders. Oh, for sure, Ronald Jones. Oh yeah, the, definitely that's, Ronald Jones. That's why I would put Jones. Out of, <laughs> look, sarcastic. I'm not saying that he's going to be a must start. You're joking, Heath? One hundred percent joking. Really? Okay.
0: I wanted to uh, do some fantasy cops today, but I think I'm going to save, save it for tomorrow. So I'll read some of your emails at fantasyfootball@cbsi.com when we come back on Fantasy Football today.
1: Visit roberthalf.com today.
0: Welcome back. Adam, Dave, and Heath here finishing up. This is Heath's favorite part of the show. When I don't have emails ready to go, so I just select them from my inbox and read them as big surprises. So, um, ready? Well, first,
2: do you want some... Not breaking when everybody hears this on uh, Tuesday, but breaking now while we're sitting here. Mike Kosicki's week just got better. Adam Shaheen is on the reserve COVID list. He tested positive. He will not play in week one. So no Fuller, no Shaheen. I think you're going to see a lot of Mike Kosicki in week one. And even though it's not the easiest matchup in the world for him, certainly he's going to be popular in DFS. I think he's startable. Durham Smythe's still there, right? I think he's still on the roster.
3: Definitely I think double track. The touchdown.
0: That's Smythe dear, not Smith. Right. That far Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh, My daughter
2: right. wrote a story about. She had to do some sort of uh, language arts assignment about a movie that she liked, and she picked that one. Proud of her. Yeah,
0: I think I think it's arguably Smith the, is still there. Uh, arguably the funniest movie, Smith. Arguably the funniest movie I've ever seen, or uh, ever, ever made. So I thought it was pronounced smythe Smithay. Doug and Jupiter, grade the trade, full PPR superflex. With three wide, super flex, super, super, three wide receivers and two flex. So there's a lot of players here. I traded Derrick Henry for Stefan Diggs and Miles Sanders. So again, it's three receivers, two flex. It's full PPR. Derrick Henry for Diggs and Sanders.
2: Uh, I think it's even. Nah, it's probably not. I think Henry's probably a little more valuable.
3: You said full PPR? Yeah. I think I'd take the Diggs and Sanders side.
2: Really? I think it's close. Trey chart has the Henry side winning.
3: I don't have a huge difference between Diggs and Henry in full PPR.
0: Right. Okay. Uh, let's see. Let's see if this email is any good. Patrick from a town in Kentucky where our water tower is a monument. You don't know? <laughs> I'm trying to think of the city in uh, Little Giants, home of the O'Shea brothers. I know that's not it, but that's the only water tower I can think of. What was How the name about... of the city? Urbana or something like that?
2: Uh, Florence, Kentucky?
0: Urbania, Ohio. All right, we're just going to go with Urbania, or Ohio, which is close enough to Kentucky. Okay. Here's the question. I had some unfortunate life events take place during my draft, and I was pulled out in my 10-team PPR draft. The owners of this league are a little odd, and they all tend to take two QBs. So when I was able to return to the draft, I was in round 14, and I picked Tua. Do any of the quarterbacks below have a chance of cracking the top 12 this season? Uh, The answer is going to be yes to almost all of these. Justin Fields, Matt Ryan, Ben Roethlisberger, Jameis, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Mac Jones. So what should he do? He has Tua. You know what? What do you do in this case? How many roster spots do you like? Do you have available? Because I would really
3: like to start Matt Ryan over Tua this week personally. Um, But I, Justin Fields is the one I would like to have on my bench for the future. So that's my. If you need a starter for you want you want to start somebody this week, I'd go with Matt Ryan.
0: Yeah, if all these quarterbacks are rostered and most of the league already has two. Then the waiver wire is going to be pretty good, pretty darn good all year, right? I mean, if Ryan, Roethlisberger, Winston, Fitzpatrick, who are the? These are all sort of borderline top twenty guys. All right, yeah. So you could play it week by week, I suppose. Um. Okay. From it's a lot of like it's a lot of week one stuff. You guys want to do week one stuff? It sure. is week one. All right. Yeah, that makes sense, right? From Jimmy chilling in Florida, PPR Flexbot. Cortland, cool last name. Uh, Corey Davis, Cortland Sutton, Miko Hardman, Damian Harris, or Jacoby Myers? Who are you starting at flex and PPR? Corey Davis, Cortland Sutton, Hardman, Damian Harris, or Myers? Probably Davis for me. Myers for me. And PPR flex spot, Devonte Smith, Darnell Mooney, Jamal Williams, or Emmanuel Sanders? Devontae, Mooney, Jamal Williams, Emmanuel Sanders.
3: Um, I believe Devontae Smith. It will be mm-hmm. the answer. So I'm
0: leaning. All right, let me get a couple more here from Chad. He's got a flex question. Um, Jerry Judy, Corey Davis, Marquez Calloway, or Curtis Samuel?
2: I'm rolling with Judy, Judy,
3: Corey Davis, Callaway, and who? Curtis Samuel.
2: Uh, This
3: is where uh, we're going to reveal Heath's uh, week one love for Marquez Callaway. I will say Marquez Callaway.
0: All right, good stuff. Thanks for the emails, everybody. Keep them coming. Fantasy football at CBSI.com. If you don't hear them on the air, and you most of them won't make the air because we get a ton of them. I try to respond to some throughout the week. We have a mailbag show that airs on Saturday. We get a lot of emails through that. Um, some of them go unanswered. I am sorry about that. It's just not possible for me to get to everything. But I hope you all had a great Labor Day. Hope you're ready for week one. Tomorrow we will preview Thursday night football, do some buy or sell, um, maybe talk a little trade, answer your emails, fantasy cops. Also, you can tweet your questions with the hashtag AskFFT, hashtag AskFFT. For you on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button, and we will talk to you tomorrow on Fantasy Football Today.
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.